Welcome to Chaos Divided, your weekly dose of Wholesome Hammer, where we explore the hobby, the game, and the lore of Warhammer 40k. We're your hosts, Nurgle Snurgle and Blushing Noise Marine. This week we're sharing some of our favorite stories from Warhammer. And this week, this week's quote is, It is the story of a man who did insane things because he put it in practice what many saints have preached. This is from Dolan Kyoris. <laughs> we practiced the name before we went. Oh no. Okay, Kyrosius. No. Kyrosius. Kyrosius. Oh man. Uh, for the second edition, Battle of uh, Sisters of Battle Codex. I can't help I, you with Sisters of Battle. That one. I That's on you. Butchered that so badly. <laughs> this will be a story for the ages. <laughs> Well, I think we we can't get started without saying a very happy birthday. Oh, no, I'm going to go pink. Snurgle. <laughs> I'm going to go pink. Are you are you you're the blushing snurgle today? Yeah. <laughs> so, happy birthday, Nurgle. Oh, thank snurgle. you. Thank you. It's not today, but it will be the day that this goes live. Well, yeah, well, that was part of the editing movie magic. That we are that's that Hollywood yeah. sparkle we have. Yeah. They didn't need to know that we don't uh record these day of no and <laughs> i'll do a little bit of a spoiler as well um i'm not in studio at the moment i'll be in mini wargaming so if you wish me a happy birthday and i don't get back to you right away it's it's because i'm really really busy and yes maybe celebrating a little bit of nurgle at the time Ooh, celebrating some nurgle at yeah. the bunker Yes. Sounds like a pretty good way to spend a birthday. Right? I'm going to wake up that... I'm going to wake up today and just be like, wow. (laughs) We're getting our timelines mixed up now. Um, But no, I'm very happy for you and I'm very excited uh, to hear all about your trip. So, Thank you. I'm sure if you look at my stories right now, if you are on your phone, you can look at my stories right now. You'll probably see a lot of bunker photos um if you guys aren't familiar mini war gaming have like their own studio bunker airbnb studio type of thing building it's we've been there once before and it's absolutely wonderful um it's it's breathtaking that's one of the stories i can share later on there we go so yeah. this is a, we're calling this a snurgly story time because yeah. <laughs> for your for your birthday episode, you uh, said you wanted to do a little fireside chat, a little uh, story time. Yes, I figured like, I just want to sit back, chill, chat with you and just share some some great stories. Because like last week we went on a couple sidebars and I know that we like to go on tangents and our bonus episode was definitely like a little bit of a tangent-esque, non-planned type of episode, and that was a lot of fun. And so, <laughs> let's do it again. So we're, we're going on the SS side barge this time, where we're mm-hmm. just setting sail for, for sidebars. Beep, beep. I guess that's not really a good... <laughs> that's a pretty weak boat uh, horn. It's a, it's a dinghy. That's, a, that's an excuse me. That's not a, a get-out-of-it. That is how the Halifax explosion <laughs> happened, was sounded like that. Just a little meep I make the worst sound effects. <laughs> Don't ask me about my pew pew noises. 
I don't know. Is that why you don't play a shooting army so you don't have to make exactly? I don't want to get embarrassed at the table. (laughs) Okay, actually, you know what? I have a question for the listeners at home Um, because when I first started Warhammer, the sound that a Laz cannon made was freem, and that's what people talked about when people would say like, "Oh, Laz cannons go freem." And I have not heard that since I came back, and I'm curious when. Where did it go? Right. Last last cannons? Last cannons go freem. Freem. They go freem. Like yeah. So is it like a beam? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, well, it's a laser. Yeah. 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 It's a laser <laughs> cannon. Laser oh, cannon. Maybe, like, it was forgotten and you just, not triggered, but you just kind of like, you just open that up for everybody and hopefully we can start it up again. Yeah, so that's one of the we're starting about talking about stories. Uh, last cannons used to go frame, and now I don't know what sound they make. So in my heart, they go frame. I don't know when your heart. And then last week, I found out that rail guns are silent. Yeah, completely like owl silent. Well, there might be some like energy discharging noises, um, mm. but no, the <laughs> the shell goes faster than the speed of sound, so you don't hear it before it hits you. Oh, yeah. is there an actual bullet? Yeah, it's like a slug. I don't know this. I don't know if it's energy. I don't know if like it's... No, it is a gun. Okay. It shoots like a solid projectile. Hmm. Just like at like near... um, Like it's like sub light speeds. Okay. So like super fast. Like you could shoot... I think you actually could with like a, a hammerhead could shoot a spaceship in orbit and there would be enough energy for it to like get out mm. of, to get out of the atmosphere and stay the same speed and distance. Well, no, because going through like going through the atmosphere would slow it down. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it has enough energy to like get into. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't do anything. It would have lost so much velocity by that point that it would just, like, plink off. It'd be pointless. But I think it, there is enough, like, oomph behind them. I know this is story time, but I have so many questions. <laughs> Railguns are cool. Railguns are, like, the coolest gun in the game. Uh, and I don't care if Squat's got Railguns, too. Um, Tau have cooler Railguns. Scout's got Railguns? Squat's got Railguns. Oh, Squat. Oh. Yeah. I mean, Scout Pathfinders also have Rail Rifles. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. They're scouts. They're little scouty boys with, and girls, and folks. I don't know. So what's it, re- what makes it a rail gun? So well, there's rail guns now. Like the American military has rail guns. What? Yeah. <laughs> like a real weapon. Oh. You basically use magnets to like force a projectile to go like mm. super fast. So instead of using like an explosion, you use magnets. So oh. that it, when it's fired out, it has so much kinetic energy in it that it doesn't need an explosive. Like like a missile has an explosive at the end. That's what does yeah. a lot of the damage. Yes. With a railgun, the slug itself is going so fast that when it hits something... It'll just pierce right through. There's just so much energy. It either pierces through or like shatters or explodes, depending on like how you structure the slug itself. Oh, cool. Like, at this point, it's... Yeah, so if like you it, make it more blunt, it's going to, like, shatter and, and break, or...? Yeah, I mean, it depends on, like, the size and, like, what you're shooting it at, and, like... Mm-hmm. But, yeah. See, I, I know nothing about guns. I know nothing about... <laughs> this is why I play demons. Yes! Like, again, teeth and claws, and, I guess, 
Bellacore's pointy finger <laughs> lightning. Okay, <laughs> editing that episode, you're the... <laughs> It took a while to explain how Bellacore's like psychic power I was so, I was I was listening to myself be so lost. And I'm like, I still could like help myself follow through. It's only about a shadow and 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 magic guns don't know so what is your no 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 i ask you uh, i started what is your favorite memory oh my goodness <laughs> my favorite memory of warhammer i remember um i actually remember uh the first time i built and painted miniatures as like a 16 year old okay um and that was i remember being both very discouraged because all my friends were much better painters than I was. Um, but also very excited. And I remember being so excited to play. Mm -hmm. And, and I do actually remember that first game. So it's maybe not like one coherent, like specific memory, but just like, I do remember that, like, we're going back like 15 years ago now. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember that like sheer excitement to like play this game. And do you paint your models before you played like full not all of them no okay yeah no we were there was there was a few of us that were like definitely more on the playing side of it and there was a few that were more on the painting side did um, you play in a, a store or did you play at home we played some good old-fashioned floor hammer <laughs> always always floor hammer oh. um no the like back then in so i grew up in the city um there was no game store in dartmouth where I grew up and the only store you could really play out of at the time was games workshop itself, which was super annoying to get to. Mm -hmm. It was, it was like an hour on the bus kind of thing. Yeah. Like it was like a pain. If, um, you, if you don't know, uh, HRM has like the worst transit in, in at least Canada. Like <laughs> it's, it's pretty rough. God awful here. Um, so yeah, we, I don't actually, I don't think I ever played a game at, I've never played a game of Games Workshop here. Hmm. Like ever. It's just ever. Like, no, no, nope. it like never worked out, never made sense. And like, um, yeah, they didn't used to run a lot of events. And if they did, it was like super difficult to get to. And yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we, we mostly played like, um, like on the floor or, if we were at somebody's house, they had like a big enough kitchen table, but that's back when tables were six by four, so like that never happened. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. God they shortened that. Like, I it makes a difference, it. but it makes a difference though. Games used to be so. The thing that I was excited to talk about tenth for a second, I thought tenth was maybe going back to like fifth mm. edition and earlier like toughness, and mm -hmm. it did not. Mm-hmm. Um. It was not uncommon to have a tank last to turn five. Mm -hmm. Like it was not like like it was difficult to like kill a unit. That was like not a super common thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so like it was a much hardier time. So the bigger table made more sense because you like would take longer to get to objectives. They also like the objectives were like way simpler back then. Like mm -hmm. um like 10th edition's like open war is like closer to what older missions used to be like. Oh, okay. 
yeah, there wasn't like secondaries. There was no stratagems there. You know, there wasn't that level of depth to it in like those ways. Um, there was a lot of war gear. So like units were very like customizable. Mm -hmm. Writing a towel list with crisis suits used to be because crisis suits were like the most customizable model out there. Fun fact, you used to have to give war gear for... So, Crisis Suits were one of the only models in the game that could split fire. They had a rule? Yeah, they had a piece of war gear that you could give them that allowed them to shoot at more than one unit. So, back then, one unit could only shoot at another unit. No way. And the whole unit would shoot at that one other unit. Do you think that added to the toughness and, like, the, the durability? Well, you would um, have to bring, like, you know, you would have to bring anti-infantry and you'd have to bring anti-tank. That's why, like, crisis suits were multi-function because they could split fire. So you could put, like, it was what the, that's actually what the multi-tracker was, was it allowed mm -hmm. them to split fire. So if you put, like, the burst cannon and the fusion blaster on them, so the melt-a-gun, they could shoot at infantry and a tank. When did split fire come in? I don't know. I don't know if it was in there. <laughs> sixth or seventh, um, but I know in fifth it wasn't a thing. Hmm. I've heard that that's an important thing to to know is how to split fire and what to split fire into. Well, that's what like playing Tau. That was a huge thing because you could. Mm hmm. Like you were one of the only armies that could split fire. Uh, I think vehicles might have been able to split fire, but I don't think like infantry could. Mm hmm. Um, so yeah, makes sense. Be... Like, you are as a group going to work together, you put it, yeah. And that was one. kind of the like argument was like, you know, in a battle, like coordinating shooting at multiple things would have been like nonsense, mm hmm. Like, that's almost too much communication, yeah. Like, you know, if hmm. you had somebody being like, you shoot there, you shoot over here, you shoot at that thing away over there, you shoot at that thing in the back. Like, no, you're just dead. <laughs> yeah, like, by the time you get to the the end of the list, it's like, oh, yeah. we're dead. <laughs> yeah, like, I think even the, like, lower description of the multi-tracker is it, like, it tracked different enemy movements so that, like, the pilot of the battle suit could, like, focus on multiple en moving enemies at the same time. Hmm. Yeah. Mm, so it had that ability to do it, so... Yeah, that's what the war gear is. But that would be, like, in exchange for, like, having, say, a shield generator for an invuln save. Like, it was, like, on that level of, like, intensity. Could you imagine the the uproar if DW took away Splitfire? Well, at this point, no. I don't think you could, like, too many... Well, it, like, it, I think it would be an uproar. It would be an uproar. Because, like, if you think about, like, um, like the way squads are built now is so different than you used to. Mm -hmm. like, like, you think of, like, um, like, I still build my units fairly, like, single-purposely, like, with Ember's Children. Because that's kind of, maybe that's all remnant of, like, how I learned the game. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, like... You know, in my mind, if something is anti-vehicle, it's anti-vehicle. If it's if it's anti-infantry or anti-elite, like, that's how you build it. Um, so, like, yeah, I don't... 
I don't think everyone has that plan. And so they would really struggle with the like, okay, this squad has this like rocket launcher and last cannon, but then is mostly like, you know, bolters or something. Mm-hmm. Like you got to choose. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess favorite memory. I, I, I don't Just know. Just from the beginning, the big bang of it all. You know, that was, I guess that was really exciting. I don't know if it's my favorite memory though. I think, um, I also think of like the first few games of like ninth when I came back were also very exciting. Mm-hmm. I guess like beginnings are exciting. Yes. Um, playing a new faction is always exciting. Yeah. I don't know. I generally am just excited to play Warhammer. Yep. How about you? What's your favorite? My favorite memory? Yes, your favorite memory. My my, my most favorite, favorite, favorite memory of yeah, all Yeah, the one that all, you only oh, have only ever talked I ha- to I have it. I have it in the vault. Yeah. Okay, so. In the chaos divided vault that we definitely have. <laughs> okay, so. This is, this is, yeah, this is definitely my most favorite memory. So, it was my birthday coming up, and I wanted to do something special. And so I, I thought of the idea to do a Snergathon for, and this was on Rast Reach. And I wanted to do something really silly, just like a full day of just gaming several opponents. And uh, just, this, it was the first time we ever did, like, if you gave bits something would happen and and if you donated because I, I i originally wanted um a charity that i reached out to my my dentist and they didn't get back to me to like the day of unfortunately but um anyway so it was my second opponent i didn't know who it was and it was a surprise and i wanted to do something really special and so I put on a flowery dress and I kind of made it out to be like, oh, you'll never see a Warhammer player in a dress before. So here you go. And I felt like it was it was really hot, too. Like it's summer. Mm. Right? It's August. So it actually was perfect. I think I want to play more in dresses <laughs> than pants. But anyways, um, and I'm, I'm ready to play and in walks in Josh from the deck box and he was my opponent he is the owner of the deck box and i just like <laughs> it's just floored i didn't know who my opponent was would never have guessed that that is not my mem like my the part of the memory that i love the the what i love the most was there was this little kid uh that was there um and uh he loved the show he kind of stuck around sometimes and i just I, I love kids. I love seeing how excited they are about Warhammer. I think that is like the purest of all joy. <laughs> and so he comes in and we're live and I, uh, I'm i showing him like how to roll dice. And and I just had this idea to like put him on my shoulders. So I was like, you want to get a, you want to get on my back? And he's like, yeah. So I put him on my back and we had a, a TV on the side so we could see what the screen looks like and he's looking at the screen and he's looking at himself and and he's like he's admiring how he looks on screen (laughs) and we have balloons 
above us and he's like poking the balloons and at this point he's like i think he was f four five years old like not even kindergarten but he um he's really into mario at the time and i turned to him and i was like i'm your luigi or not <laughs> i'm your yoshi and he was so excited he goes yahoo and Aww. I just, I had him and he was rolling dice for me. And it was just such a, a joy that I, I'm playing this, this game that I've been playing for a while, but I was able to really make this memory of just, like I said, pure, absolute joy. And to me, like that just radiates so much happiness. And that's definitely a big big memory of mine it's probably my favorite i if i could i would probably like i cannot wait <laughs> until i'm a mother and i have my own child and i'll just have them on my back and or holding them and i'll roll the dice <laughs> there used to be this joke uh when i was on Rast reach that i was the war mother so i'm, I'm excited for that in the future <laughs> yeah so that's one of my favorite memories well, speaking of children, you might hear my uh, my, <laughs> my kiddo in the background screaming. You, it is you, bedtime. <laughs> Start playing some Warhammer. Uh, she's only nine months old. It's a little early. Mm. Um, but actually talking to one of the guys locally, um, he has two young kids and one of them has already started painting some miniatures. And I was mm -hmm. a little jealous of him. So Yours is coming. I know. And then you're going to build those memories with her. I know. I know. And then you'll tell when we do this type of episode again, you'll tell you'll share those memories. Nurgle Snurgle committing to a five to six year uh, contract here. So <laughs> oh, what? We'll hold the, Why is there a prick on my finger? Why am I bleeding? <laughs> Did I just sign in blood? <laughs> this is chaos divided. It's not. Yeah. Uh, order divided. You gotta, you gotta have a little bit of uh, gothic action going on here. Um, but that's super cute. That's really nice. Now uh, now that begs the question, when is the next Snurgathon? I don't know. It was a kind of a one-time deal. Obviously for like my birthday um, and uh, in that studio, in that hot garage, I was not going to be up to doing another 12 to 15 hour day because if you haven't caught us on Rast Reach with the Chaos uh, Divided uh, game it was hot it was a little, little smoky in there it was a little uh, <laughs> a little sauna-y only in where the players are supposed to stand no the whole the whole place was really hot it's it was hot but like, that, was, that was the hot there. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst spot. I'm, I'm gonna work on a uh, on a, a video where it's just clipped of me and you, just like God, it's hot. You actually were really great um, at it. Like, actually, I had on my nice notes that uh, that game is very memorable as well. I I, I will thank that forever. Uh, so we can talk about that game. But, uh, that was, uh, you know what? Honestly, that was um, that was a big thing for me. Like when I came back to Warhammer, um, kind of before I'd started um, playing again, uh, Rats Reach was kind of uh, 
a big thing for her that I watched to kind of like. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Um, and I think I've, I've told you this before, but I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but uh, there was a game that you played um, with with someone else. And it was kind of the like um, impetus to sign up for that first GT that I played. <gasps> so who did I play? Uh, I can't. Uh, the guy that wears the the Lucha Libre mask. <laughs> oh, my. I won't say his name because, yeah, he, he he would like to remain um anonymous <laughs> but yes oh what was his yes i can't i can't remember like what his nickname was on it um was he playing sisters yes he was he was playing sisters so i that remember was, that uh, game yeah and he, it was he was so hot in that <laughs> <laughs> i felt so bad um, but yeah, so like playing on Rats Reach was kind of one of those like bucket list uh, moments. And you of, like, did it. I did it, and it was honestly like um, uh, one of those just like really cool moments. And I was really glad it was uh, the two of us doing it, even mm-hmm. though it was uh, hotter um, than Corn's uh, well, friggin' battlefields. Corn's um, asshole. <laughs> well, I wasn't gonna go that oh, far. Oh, <laughs> But um, saying it afterwards doesn't uh, doesn't believe it. That's that's all does editing. Work that way? Oh. No. <laughs> but what I was gonna say is, you were such a great sport with it because like I was dying, and I looked at you, and you were like, you were pretty stoic. I was like, how is she not affected like this? Like, I look like a baby, and I've done this before. <laughs> you were a pro at it. I'm a. Uh... I'm built for suffering. I like to I like to make the joke that I come from very long lines of peasants, so I'm uh toil and suffering is in my in my genetics. Especially when it comes to heat. Well, not usually, but that was like a you know, I don't know. I feel like it's like because you're 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 also on when you're doing that too, right? Mm-hmm. So like it's like you know, I don't I didn't want the like the show to be about just like how warm we are like I wanted it to be about Oops. like the game and how much fun we were having and like you know try to be no, professional about that. it. <laughs> <laughs> tried to tried to hold it together for the the audience, but well, like what when you get to that point in heat, it's like you almost go through euphoria like you're like i'm gonna start hallucinating what am i doing oh there's a great unclean one on my head (laughs) you you know what i i remember that and you were like cool as a cucumber just like i'm doing this and then you were committed you were in the zone oh i don't don't think that was an, an act of delusion i think that was an act of pure comedic insight maybe maybe i i stepped into another realm you were just like no this is going to be funny. And you did it. <laughs> I, I did. I was like, watch this, guys. <laughs> and uh, the, the yelps of terror that uh, Tyler was giving <laughs> <The clowns. laughs> were, uh, were, were very memorable. Um, and yeah, we got to do that for charity. And that was honestly, yes. that was a ton of fun. Um, yeah, no, I, I would love to do a little bit more like battle report stuff in the mm-hmm. future. Yeah. I think that's um yeah that was that was cool and very different like i've um tyler with basement wargaming i've been on that channel before but like the way he films in that is very like it's more just about the the battle report yeah yeah, exactly Um, so it's not super like participatory 
um, mm-hmm. in the same way that, that that was. So no, that was a ton of fun. We got to do it again. Maybe not in summertime. <laughs> and not winter. You'll, I don't, I, I, I can't do winter. I'd rather freeze than, than sweat. I'd rather sweat than freeze. Um, so yeah. No, we'll definitely figure out a way to do it. Maybe someday down the road there'll be a Chaos Divided report that we'll figure that out sometime. Yeah. Da, da, da. Stay da, tuned. Da, da. <laughs> we'll somehow figure that out. Um, What has been like Okay, I'll, I can start it, and then I'm going to ask the question, like a, like a scary, anxious moment, I guess, um, in your memory. And I'll, I'll, I'll go first, and then you can think about it, because it's kind of okay. like a, a weird thing to kind of... Okay, so this is like, I think we'll connect with a lot of people in the audience, but the worst sound you could ever hear at an RTT or a GT is the sound of models hitting the floor. I remember I went to an RTT out in the valley and somebody put their army on a tray, on a chair, and somebody walked by and act like all an accident. Oh, it wasn't even them that did it. Oh. It wasn't them. Oh. And it knocked it, and I remember just hearing the crash. I, I I can only imagine like everyone's feeling it right now, but that sound, my heart broke in two, like immediately. It's likely we found all the pieces and and all that, but that is probably the worst sound you'll ever hear. It's it's too much like breaking glass. For, yeah, it's plastic. And you know it's plastic, but it somehow sounds like glass shattering. It's uh Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's a sound. It's a that's a rough one. Oof. I'm just gonna sit in that one for a second. I don't think I have anything <laughs> that's that terrifying. Have you ever heard that before? Yeah, most of my own models though, so Oh you I, that I am done? not kind to my own models. That's uh I recently discovered that my Lucius, Lucius doesn't have he- a backpack. Lu- Lucius, can you hear me? If you are being abused in the blushing noise Marie in the household, blink six times. Six <laughs> um, It's okay, because they're Emperor's children. They're into it. Um, but <laughs> he's, he's, he's blinking really seductively. Wink. He's like... A wink. A wink. <laughs> um, but yeah. Maybe not like I don't just needlessly throw them on the ground, but it's that like I'm not I'm not the kindest to them. Mm-hmm. But they also, you know, they look like crap. So when when they're done well, I treat them well. Mm, I don't treat my models well. Yes, you do. No, no, I don't. No, I've I seen, do not. I've seen you like <laughs> got it. gently like ease them into the like package. Barely. And just like oh, no, here you go. No, like and I'm I will just like, you. I'm like the worst packer. <laughs> Have you not? Did you not see me during that GT where I played Chaos Undivided with horrors and blood letters and plague bears? I had containers where I just threw them in. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, but you probably like enameled them and like. No. <laughs> okay, never mind then. All right. You should never play Gene Stealer Cults then. You'll just like break all your own models. 
But that's actually a pretty good idea to like give them a coating. Oh, it sounds so annoying though. It's like one of those like, oh yeah, that sounds like a great idea for someone else to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like gene stealers are just like you you put them down and then you pick them back up. Especially now, that's literally how they play. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that type of play. Uh, you know what? I think demons should be able to do that a little bit. Uh, yes, but like, I, I love playing a horde army, but competing with a horde army is. No, no, I mean the being able to like reinforce. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you know, even if it was Wait. just like a once per round stratagem something or like make a 2cp or something that you can like bring back a, a battle line squad or something bring it back is that what they yeah. can do like from oh, death gene stealer cults just like when you destroy them they go back into strategic reserve <laughs> what yeah the, their battle line um everything else you roll to see if it comes if it like goes yeah. back on the table uh, but their battle line you don't even roll. You just they just come back. Aren't they mostly battle line anyways? Uh well why yeah, that's how you would play them because they don't yeah. actually die. Like the the best way to actually kill them is to not kill them and leave them with like one model. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how okay. Yeah. That's how they're like, top. Yeah, because if you if you wipe the squad, which is super easy to do, they just come back the next turn. <laughs> Um, so, uh, like, and I think guard have a strat to do it, um, but I could see, I feel like it'd be very demons to be able to do that. Like I said, even if it was a 2CP strat or something, to just be like, oh, those blood letters that were gone? Um, actually, no. I would love that. No, surprise, more blood letters. Surprise, more demonettes. GW, listen. <laughs> it's, it's going to the whippers. <laughs> I explained to my wife who James Workshop was yesterday. <laughs> she was like, okay, how do you... Ex- okay, she does she know much about Warhammer? Not really. Okay, so how did you explain it to her? I showed her a YouTube video, which actually I had never watched before. Did you know that there's an apology Yes, before the Votan War, where he's like, yeah. he's like in this suit and then he's yeah like, i there's never a, maybe a fireplace behind him yeah there yeah no i, I, I watched that for the yeah, first I time saw, yesterday i saw that at uh mini war gaming because we were there uh the week they dropped the um the votan um mm, nerf faq and i watched it with the mountain and he just roared like this is just like in, in the more like this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever ever seen. I can't like, like they like he because he's like an actor, right? Like they paid that guy to come in to just like do that, and like I don't know what was on the lines. It was like um, it was like, we like, need you oh, to be the most snarky like, yeah thing ever. Wow, and they thought that that like, was gonna save face. <laughs> yeah. I mean. It, it did become memeable. Like everybody yeah. did know who James Workshop was. Well, afterwards. I didn't, but um, afterwards he did, though. Well, I watched it yesterday. I've seen him in other things. I didn't. Re- I had never seen the Votan thing. Oh, was one of the lines that like, oh, just get them all two up involved saves. No, I don't know what that means. I was like, that's so good. <laughs> I feel like they know exactly what they're doing. 
exactly what they're doing. Like I'm, back when like the Chaos Space Marines got released and they showed, oh, guess what? Two wounds. Wink, wink. Year of Chaos. <laughs> oh my God. That will, that will never, ever, ever feel right. Actually, uh, talking about uh, Chaos getting uh, one of our... Uh, listener comments on an episode recently uh, was after uh, your rant about Bellacor not having all of the marks. Mm-hmm. And it was you, Bellacor, Smellacor. And I, I quite like that. What? I didn't hear this. Did I not tell you about that? No. Apparently not. <laughs> they called me? Like... No, no, they called Bellacor Smellacor. Yeah. I feel like... Like a schoolyard. It? it was a great episode. Love your thoughts on everything. Playing Necrons now feels very Necrony lore wise. Bellacore Smellacore. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> oh my god. And then Thank you yeah. for the uh <laughs> Thank you for the feedback. I'm gonna put that on a shirt. Bellacore Smellacore. <laughs> yeah. You should. <laughs> Pewee. <laughs> Shadow of Chaos is just his B.O. <laughs> um, some more stories. How well, about... I, didn't, I didn't give my anxiety story. Oh, you didn't? No, yes. you asked me the no. question and then said, I thought I'm going to tell you... a story. Yeah, I thought you said you couldn't. I, no, I said it, I couldn't but... compete with it. I didn't say um, This is not a competition. I think, um, so my second tournament I played... Uh, was Morks last year, mm-hmm. which I know you were at. Yes. And my very first game was against uh, Jonathan. Oh my. Oh. <laughs> first. Oh. Did you just like, did you did you just go GG? I'll see you at lunch. <laughs> I was like, it was like GG, but we'll play it out anyways. Course, and I think yeah. I scored like 15 points. Uh, um, I think the only thing I did is I denied him a perfect game. That was the like, that was my crowning achievement. Um, for those who do not know, this mysterious Jonathan fellow you keep hearing about, he is top notch in this community. He will get those hundreds. He's usually winning these tournaments. You may have seen him even through Tactical Taurus's uh, tournaments that he holds for TTS. So he is balling. He's uh, he's got every single codex in his brain. I don't I don't know how he does it. <laughs> it's frightening. The, mm-hmm. Actually, honestly, the only times I've played well against him is if I play so erratically he doesn't expect what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's like you almost you have do. to make mistakes because he's not prepared for your mistake. Like the mistakes yeah. you. Yeah, he's like you're not supposed make. to do that. It's like, yeah. oh, like no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's like yeah, he he know, he's one of those players that like knows how to pilot your army better than you know how to pilot it. Yeah, I got paired and, with him once, and I was like, maybe I got a chance. <laughs> and we're just playing, and he's very very pleasant, and just letting me do what I I think I should do, and it was just like. Oh, I'm gonna get steamrolled real fast here. 
<laughs> you just you just watch yourself like all of your mistakes be uh, noticed. Um, but so he plays those, Eldar, like... and he has always played like Eldar and Harlequins, mm. and he just gets lucky with like they're always top. So I don't know. Maybe he knows James Workshop. Him and James are our buds. They go way back. Mm-hmm. He's like um, he is. He is the game. He is Warhammer Forty K. Uh, so that was one of those like <laughs> stressful points. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the the stress was a lot of just like stuff I put on myself. Mm. I've really tried to work on that. Like um, I have started enjoying like tournaments more, and also doing better at tournaments since kind of like giving up on needing to do better mm-hmm. or even wanting to do better. Mm-hmm. It's like go for enjoyable games play the best you can and then that's like how you get the most out of it um so yeah i've been trying to kind of like take the stress out of myself because i just like i I talked about this in our very first episode kind of like i find warhammer to be like a controlled stress yes um which i find is like good like it's helpful in that way um but i try not to like let it get more than that Mm -hmm. it doesn't need to be no it's this is supposed to be fun Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to take it too seriously. Nope. I'm sure, like, the- even, like, Grandmaster chess place players, like, yes, it's a game to them, but they're probably having fun at the same time because they can either try to outmaneuver their opponent or they find little tips and tricks, and that's what we're doing as well. Mm. There's a lot more room in Warhammer to have fun because, like, it is down to the dice. Like... Yeah, you can hit on twos, but if you roll those ones, like... No, just be a knight and re-roll everything forever. (laughs) But re-roll them into ones. (laughs) That becomes a lot less likely. (laughs) I've seen crazier things happen. I I have rolled crazier things than that, but weirdly (laughs) I've never gone against people rolling like that. No. That's, That's actually very true. It seems like... The bad luck always happens on me and you. Hmm. Hmm. Just singularly us. Sorry, everyone else is listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everyone else is rolling hot. Yeah. <laughs> um. What's another story you want to want to tell hmm. before I so rudely interrupted you? No, you never do. What kind of story would you like to hear? I would like to hear. I would like to hear the story of where Nurgle Snurgle comes from. Oh, it's quick. Okay, so I uh, I started painting and I fell in love with Nurgle, like the Nurglings. Although they're the cutest flipping things I've ever seen. And it reverted okay, what, back. What do you think the voice of a Nurgling sounds like? Gee! <laughs> Wee! Just, just happy. Like. Just glee. Fair. You you can't smile and and not have a cute noise come out of your mouth. I mean, you could. You literally can. Not in my mind. Not in your mind. Because <laughs> like, I'm gonna sound they might they sounded out almost like Donald Duck, like the like. <laughs> oh, I like that too. Their like mouths <laughs> are filled with like pus and ooze. Love that. Yep. Like, I will accept that. Like they're like half drowning. <laughs> in their own like filth. Yeah. 
love it. Because, like, to me, Nurgle never seemed ugly. Like, I know a lot of people look at Nurgle and they're like, ew, gross, I, ugh. But to me, I was just like, these are the cutest things. And what went through my mind was when you look at the models, they're happy. Like, they have these smiles. And I always admired that in this grim, dark future, there was still these creatures that had smiles on their faces, and I, I love that. Like, even when the world is in chaos, they're just they're so happy. So I fell in love with Nurgle pretty, pretty hard. Jarrett um, would tell me stories about Nurgle and Mortarian, and I just more felt connected with them. And so I wanted... I started to paint, um, paint the models, and I wanted to show it off. And um, I started an Instagram account. Now, I'm not. I wasn't one to be on the internet really. Like I, I had done stuff on Instagram for a cupcake shop shop that I worked for, but that was pretty much it. Like I barely do Facebook or. I, didn't have Instagram really and so my idea was I wanted to post pictures of these painted models or even showcase um, blood gods models or even I took pictures of other people's models so I wanted to showcase the talent and when it came to picking the name it was within seconds I was like I, I remember just saying, hmm, I think I want to do something Nurgle. And I was like, Nurgle, Snurgle. And I had this big smile on my face and I was like, hmm, if that can make me smile, I hope it can make other people smile. <laughs> and I made it instantly. And yeah, it it, it quickly caught, like it, it started to catch on with people and they, they, um, anytime I went into chat room or like uh, Twitch chats or just talking to people, they'd be like, um, once in a while, people would be like, man, I love that name. Nurgle Snurgle. Like, that's just a, a bomb name. I was like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, there, there wasn't much thought into it, but there's, there's lots of feeling to it. And that's that. Fair. And I know Blushing Noise Marine was made five minutes before we went live for the first episode. <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, any of you who have seen a picture of me will know that my face is also always red. So, mm. uh, but I also like the idea of like a bashful, like embarrassed yes. noise marine. Yeah, like like a noise marine that is like like oh yeah, I'm loud and excessive, but like I just like you know, I'm just uh, I'm just a little nervous in crowds though. <laughs> Does he have like the <laughs> loudest sound though? Like, is he yeah, charismatic the, once, once the music starts going? Or is he always uh, no, bashful? He's always bashful. You know who's actually always bashful is, um... Man, I'm not gonna... Uh, uh what's his name? I'm not gonna remember. Slash from hmm. uh, Guns N' Roses. He's actually a very bashful player. There you go. And, he and that's why he wears his, his sunglasses and the hair in front of his face is because he's, he's shy. I so mean, I wasn't a... going for Guns N' Roses when I thought of it, but... Um... No, but he'd make a great noise marine in your army. <laughs> uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how to feel about that one. 
You could. You should have a band called the Blushing Noise Marines. The Blushing Noise Marines. That'd be cool. I don't play cool instruments though. Me neither. I guess we're we're ending it there. Right. <laughs> That's me. I play like a saxophone. Do you? Yeah. Oh wow. Hmm. I'm, Which I'm waiting, is a very I'm loud waiting for you to like just pick elaborate. up the saxophone. No. <laughs> it's downstairs. I'm not just gonna like whip out a saxophone right now. Um, oh. But yeah. Can you, can you play me a careless whisper? I can. Yes. Oh. Little George wow. Michael. Wow. Yeah. I can okay. do that. Okay. Next time we do a battle report, you gotta bring the sax. And just uh, careless whisper for you. <laughs> No, for all of us. No, just for you. <laughs> just like, we'll leave mid-report and then just like, I'll play it and then come back in. Because <laughs> I'm so bashful. Yeah. Can confirm. Bashful. Would, would you play it with your back turn? Like, is that how bashful you are? or? I'm not actually super bashful. Oh. It's more so just like... <laughs> I just like the idea of like the blushing noise marine. I like the idea of the like, it's you know, super like cute. they're like, you know, like a little like blushing noise marine. That's just like, oh, I'm like, I'm just a little nervous to play right now. And then like starts playing and like blows a land raider up. And it's perfect. <laughs> and then he goes, was that good, guys? You like it? <laughs> Did I do that? He's <laughs> Urkel. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, I like that idea. It's like where all the, like, other noise marines are just, like, rocking out, screaming and yelling, and then just, like, the one, the little, like, chippy noise marine just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, how about this? What is blushing noise marine gonna look like in five years? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I hope we keep doing this. Yes. Uh, I think we can talk. I would like to do some more like battle report stuff. I don't know if I necessarily want to like run a battle report channel though. Mm -hmm. I would rather like support other people and like be a part of like you know, um, like supporting other like growth and like and and honestly, you know, if any of you listening like and you're somewhat nearby. Um, like if we can help support kind of your like mm -hmm. battle report channels, like I'd love to uh, help out with that. Um, and I really want to like more so focus on like kind of building a more like diverse and positive like community mm -hmm. for 40k. Like one of the early conversations you and I had was kind of like, I think 40k right now is where D&D was like 10 years ago where it was like kind of just on that like cusp of mainstream mm -hmm. like you know knowledge and acceptance and like I think in the next few years we're gonna see a lot of like people that maybe never would have played Warhammer try Warhammer and then end up really liking it mm -hmm. um and I think like both of us and like kind of the the thought behind Chaos Divided was like giving a place for everyone to kind of feel like they belong in Warhammer and that there is a space for them. Cause like I spent a lot of time, um, not feeling like there was a place for me in like Warhammer and in the community. And it took a lot for me to like want to get back into the hobby and like get out and, and like 
get involved in the community and I don't want it to be so hard for other people. Yeah. I think you're you're realizing that you can make your own space. You don't have to integrate with the spaces that are already there. You're like, well, I see an opportunity. Let's let's make it because that yeah. will give others opportunity to come in and I, I'm I'm seeing that cusp and I'm just hoping that it can like tip into what we kind of want to see with Warhammer. We obviously don't want to see it digress and go into like a bad place where it can easily go. Um, but I think definitely with the amount of people now in the hobby and the community constantly growing, it's now mm. its own like organism. Like it's just, it's, there's a heartthrob to it and it's, comp- it's always fed. Like think of the hive mind it's always fed into. And well, and I don't think it's like, it's not just games workshop like mm-hmm. building the community like there's yeah. so much more to it now that it is mm-hmm. like and that's where I think like D&D got to where like it mm-hmm. wasn't really what wizards did mm-hmm. that built the community it was what everyone was doing with it exactly and I, I feel like right now everybody can just start to realize that they can do that themselves like mm. make what you want and see for this community like there's so many ideas in my head that i want to see happen and i i believe it will happen and it can happen because there are so many ways to connect now like before it was just yes there was social media before but nobody really i don't want to say nobody but i've i've watched this community grow in the last four years it's exploded from what it was before like in, especially on Instagram, there was only a, a few uh, women who were really kind of in the wargaming space, hobbying, and now it's an explosion and it's beautiful and there's so much opportunity that we can we can take. So um, yeah, I'm really excited and I just I want people to take the fun of Warhammer and mm. and make it something like I'll I'll share a story that like I I would love for like a big Warhammer event where you just play a game, maybe a game or two, but it's for charity and you can dress up and like almost like a masquerade or like a, um, like a, a like a gala ball to do. Like very like elegant. I, I would love to see that side of Warhammer where people can bring their spouses, have a dinner, have a game, show off some like models and and, and do like a charity event or have like a woman's only um, tournament and like a ladies night tournament. And that, that's what I'm seeing in the future. Uh, I think upper crust hammer is what you just described. Uh, the what? first part, upper, upper crust? crust hammer. What does that mean? N- noble hammer. Um, yeah, like I, I, like, like aristocrats I was, hammer. Like when I was talking about being in, in a dress, like there's, there's there's something to it when you when you dress up when you like like do you have to move your miniatures with your pinky up though is that the no you use those like sticks like for um, oh like that'd be sticks. so fun or like a like the the war sticks like mm, yeah <laughs> and like just to have like people pass hors d'oeuvres and you're like oh that looks delicious mm. <laughs> let me just roll these sixes <laughs> some, some fancy hammer 
but yeah, there, there's a there's a um, power no, you to have, like you have your butler roll your dice for you. Excuse you. <laughs> I'm not talking that high class. Come on. You're like Wellsworth, roll four d six for me, please. <laughs> and make sure it's the sixes. I need those to be sustained hits. <laughs> That'd be a lot of fun. I, yeah, and it, like it fancy just has, hammer. Yeah, fancy hammer. Fancy hammer. <laughs> I love it. And like, like I said, like it, it's open to uh, the the wives and the and the husbands that um, don't play, but it's it's for charity, and they can enjoy the festivities <laughs> and the painting competitions. I don't know. That that's that's what I see. I feel like you're describing the Met Gala, but for Warhammer. Exactly. You can have the paparazzi and <laughs> the red <laughs> James Workshop. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> only, only instead of celebrities, it's like you know, play on tabletop comes up and yeah, deck down. Gold plated dice. Hey, there is something like people do treat them like celebrities, right? Like people admire. I mean, these okay. People. Have you watched any of the recent episodes? Like, do you not want some of those Victor dice? I haven't seen them. No. <gasps> they 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 have Victor dice now. So if you go and play on and you win, you get Victor dice. Oh, I love that. So I'm like, like I do. I, like... I, I did see those dice at the GT recently. Man, they look great. Like even just the regular dice. Like there's just something mm. about them. Like I love the matte color. I love the square edges. Like they just. Mm. They have some good, good chef some kiss to it. <laughs> chef's, chef's kiss. Um, but yeah, no, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. We'll make we'll make a Nova Scotia center for cultural excellence in Warhammer. <laughs> People can fly out. Yeah, there we go. Make it an event. What um, would you see? Like, what would you want as an event? I would love to see, um, well, first off, like, I guess in the, like, more, like, reasonable, like, could actually happen, like, sense, I would love to see, like, um, a big GT in Nova Scotia. You're talking about major. Yeah, like a major. Yes. I was trying to come up with a word, not like I was big, um, but a no, major here. I 100% agree with that. And I would, like, my, mine's like a dream that probably will never happen. But yes, a major. I think I think we're closer to getting a major because we have the Atlantic provinces and uh, people will definitely travel for a major. And we have the capacity here for that. We have the World mm. Trade Center that we could help hold it in. Um the interest is is there for sure, and I'm sure there's lots of hands that could make that happen. Yeah, I think it's just like getting everyone on board and like getting it all like organized and and committed to. Like, I don't think there's a lack of like physical capacity. I think it's just like everyone mm-hmm. needs to be kind of like working towards that. Um, and I feel like like right now there isn't really like like there's conventions, but there's not really anything like for wargaming specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like you could build up like, you know, 
quite a bit. And I think that would help support like the broader community. Because again, if you have like a major and then you have your like regular GTs and then you have your regular RTTs and it just gives people opportunities to like find themselves in the hobby. So like, you know, you might not be somebody who's going to play at a major, but a major is going to attract a different caliber of like hobbyist for like mm-hmm. a comp- painting competition where it's like, you know what, you might not necessarily want to play, but you want to go and see beautiful miniatures. You want to submit your own miniatures um, for almost like, you know, not necessarily golden demon level, but like a similar, like high level, like, you know, you want to go and appreciate other hobbyists. And then, you know, that gives an opportunity for people to meet and connect and share mm-hmm. on like mm-hmm. a different scale. Cause like even a GT, like 40, 50 people isn't, really enough to build out like you don't have attendees to a gt Mm -hmm. whereas like you know something like the lvo or the like adepticon like those there's more than just the tournament going on yeah well there's there's so many branches you can connect with like yeah from the painting like there's a there's a painting community but the people at the GT wouldn't know about them at all, but they're, they're exactly. there. And I know here in, in Nova Scotia, I think there's a, I don't want to say market, but there is a space wanted for that. I think, I think it's, it's definitely there. There's a lot of talented people here as well. Um, and then you could even connect with the cosplaying and the tutorials and yeah. um, just so many facets that can be... Uh, connected. So when are we doing the Chaos Divided Open? Ooh. <laughs> I feel like that could happen. <laughs> I feel like we gotta start thinking about that, maybe. Yeah, that that that's years down the road, though. Maybe. We'll see. Depends on how... Uh, uh, we talked about a little bit uh, last week, like, you know, where we're growing much faster than I ever expected to. Mm-hmm. And thank you to all of our listeners for that. Like it's, it's really, it's, it's surprising because I think when we started this, it wasn't something we thought that was going to like catch on as fast as it did. Well, like even from the first episode, we thought we were going to do a 10, 15 minute <laughs> trial. I think, I think it was like the third episode before I stopped asking you if we went too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Definitely second and third was like, well, that went a little bit longer than expected, I guess. And then after that, it's like, yeah, we, we do an hour. <laughs> Sometimes an hour and a half. Yeah. Sometimes. If it's two hours, I usually break it in half. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, we have to split it. Yeah. Um, but no, truly. it. Um, it, You know what? Actually, this has been a nice episode to kind of think back on. This is uh, going to end up being our 15th episode, which mm-hmm. I didn't... Uh, I don't know if I necessarily thought we would get Four here. Four months, almost. Yeah. Like, it's, um... And, and you've said it before, that it never feels like work. And it doesn't. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, and I feel like we still, like, we've talked about, we have, like, so many ideas for topics. We have so many... Uh, we have a future guests planned. Um, like, we... I feel like there's so much potential going forward that I really feel like, you know, we've only just begun. Mm-hmm. So exciting. It is exciting. I want to know when I can get a Bellacore Smellacore shirt, though. <laughs> How do you think it should be? Like, do you think he should be, like, Pewee? Like, he should be... No, no. 
No, or, like, someone close pin on the be. nose, like yes. Ma'am. I feel like no, no. You do like um, you need to have like Bellacore completely unaware that he's Smellacore, with oh. like a nurgling with like the clothes pin <laughs> over the nose, just like <laughs> uh, in like the corner, just like this guy. Wow, you're even smellier than me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in his duck voice. <laughs> so yeah i feel like that's a i feel like that would be that'd be fun but no it's, maybe uh, while i'm at the mini wargaming i'll get into my zen. i'll get into my zen zone and you i'll draw your itinerary you don't know that i don't sleep <laughs> i do sleep don't worry about that <laughs> Maybe I'll go through this journey of like at mini wargaming. I'll be so inspired, and I'll be like, "Sorry, Dave, I need to draw something." <laughs> are we are we gonna do a live podcast with Dave while you're uh, while you're in mini wargaming? I don't know. <gasps> I don't know. That could be fun. The whole crew. Can you imagine? Oh my god. <laughs> they must have recording equipment. That'd be crazy. Yes, in Dave's office for sure. But then, like, yeah, of course they have recording. Uh, equipment but he has like a podcast type of geared up there so yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, the episode's right in itself oh what would be your first question to ask dave my first question for dave i would want to know how he just like contains all of that joy and happiness um on like a day-to-day basis because just like when he is emoting out it is so strong that it has to just generally be sitting at like a seven or eight <laughs> here's, here's a like, story because <laughs> I feel like he emotes at an eleven which means yeah. like you, you can't fake that mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so when I was there there was a filming crew at the time and uh, Blood God and I were asked like hey do you want to be in in the shot we're like sure and then uh the director directed um dave to he would come in and he'd be really excited and then he'd like give us a hug and like it would be like that moment and we'd be like shocked like oh my god and then um so he the director's like (laughs) no sorry dave was like so what level would you like and the director's like give me eight and i was like oh no (laughs) Oh, sorry. He did one one shoot, and then the director's like, "I need you to like step it up a, just a little bit more excitement." And then Dave's like, "What do you want? Eight. Oh, I was like, okay. And then um, you, he said the magic number, <laughs> and Dave gave an eight. The director's like, "Okay, I need a seven. <laughs> I feel like I feel like eight is probably stronger than ten. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dave heard eight, and he was like. He became corn himself. <laughs> he started smashing tables <laughs> and grabbing an axe and went Frar! No, that never happened. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I would want to know about like, like kind of like what Warhammer is, because like when it's your job and you've like built this whole thing and everything, like it, like it, it's it's your job at that point. Like, how mm-hmm. do you then still find like the joy and the love? Because like I feel That's like true. he does, and yeah. like that would be like. That would be if I if I were to ask Committee Warhammer Dave one question, it would be like, 
or even any of them because they've been doing that a long time mm -hmm. like how do you still love it mm -hmm. yeah because like how many uh bosses say chefs or any type of boss gives it like that much excitement every single time yeah for like 15 years in the same place with the same team well not the same team but like the same partner at least him and mm. matt but him and matt are like they work so well together like that's such a like a perfect dynamic and i think that's what matt is as he keeps dave grounded because <laughs> i'm sure like if if it was up to dave it would just be like pure chaos all the time let's go <laughs> and matt's like come down what if we did a 700,000 point game? <laughs> what if we did 800? Oh my god. Oh my god. What if we did a million? Let's do a million. Let's do a million. <laughs> like, this game took 45 days to play. I'm 88. <laughs> it would definitely take 88 days. Um, so yeah, no. Um, but no, I am really excited that, that you're heading out there and maybe mm -hmm. a little jealous. Maybe hopefully next time I'll go hide in your uh, your carry on. Let's be honest, I'm, I'm a check bag. That's I'm not a small person. <laughs> Could any of us be a carry on? Come on, <laughs> I, I'll. You're my emotional support co-host. <laughs> I'll wear a vest. <laughs> yes, don't touch her. <laughs> She's only trained for my sense. Safe. <laughs> Safe space. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I, I hope you have a blast, and I hope you have a very happy. Do you have any other stories for for the the end of the uh, the Smurgly story time? I have so many stories. I could I could literally go on forever, but I won't. You're gonna oh. hold them in. Are we gonna have to do this again? Yes, and I think I think. Because I'm when I come back, I'm gonna like we talked about this. Like now that we're growing, we need to grow with the audience as well. And we talked about having a Discord and having uh, a merch. So when I come back, we'll be definitely building up and a Patreon as well. So we'll be building up on that. You guys can stay tuned. And we have some ideas for how to uh, have some. Uh, actually, our first bonus episode was taken so well, we might have to have more bonuses. Some <laughs> more bonuses. Yeah, and so then just um, a little little spice, little spice. And we we talked about doing pre shows as well and having chats with the audience. And that's what I want to do when I come back is just connect more with who our audience is. Like, yes, the, we can see the numbers, but I want to I want to get to know mm. who's listening to us. And when we went to that GT, it was very like humbling to see the the people who do listen to us because they did come up to us and let us know that they love the podcast and it's um they, they i think they, that was really um for me was realizing that people like you know that they're people but like seeing real people mm -hmm. like connecting and enjoying and getting yeah. something out of like exactly. a, a one of the guys up here, uh, his it was his first GT, and he he packed his snacks like you like you recommended, and like <laughs> he like he took those tips to heart, yeah. um, and ended up having an absolute blast. And it was one of those mm -hmm. like, again, we started this off as like, hey, this will be kind of a fun thing, and I think it could like it's something that like 
maybe not a lot of people are doing is having like just talking about Warhammer as like, you know, I don't know. As a thing, but it's as a thing, than, but it's more. It's an inspiration. It's a connection. Yeah. It's an energy. But like we're not like, you know, we don't talk about like we're not a competitive Warhammer podcast, but we're also not a lore podcast. And we're not mm-hmm. just a hobby podcast. Like it's all like we're more I feel like we're a podcast about people who play Warhammer. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily Warhammer itself. Mm-hmm. Um you know, when we talk about like, you know, exploring the joy and creativity and positivity, like it's the people. Um, and yeah, I think we've seen already like that it's resonating and I think we want to be able to share that more. So, mm-hmm. so no, it really like, it's really cool to see that um, this means something to other people as well. And I think we really want to like share more of that because you know yeah. the two of us get to talk through this podcast but mm-hmm. um sharing more with our listeners i think mm-hmm. is something we, we definitely i definitely want i'm not gonna speak for you but oh, i definitely want to like percent, yeah and that's why i said like i want to like set up the the discord so that we have yeah. that ability to to connect with because I, I i understand like right now it's kind of like a little confusing like do i DM Nurgle Snurgle or Blushing Noise Marine. There's a couple discords you can kind of find us, but I, I would like to have like a universal hub area where we can set up polls. You guys can give us suggestions. We're also talking about doing pre-shows so that we can have instant chats with people and, and they can share their thoughts and ideas. Um, yeah, because like... I think the plan is for those is uh, yes. YouTube Live. So mm-hmm. if you subscribe to the Cast Divided YouTube channel, then when we do start those, um, you'll know right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, like just to kind of touch on that, the audience is, isn't is just a number. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was great to put a face to a person. Like they have two eyes, they got two ears, they have a body and they they can communicate with one another and that's that's more than just a number and mm. seeing multiple numbers and when you think about it in that context it's like oh that's a lot of people <laughs> yeah it is it mm-hmm. is a lot of people so thank you all um and with that i guess uh, the only thing left to say is Happy birthday again. Do you want Ooh. me to sing for you? No, do you want to? Do you want to? No, no, no. You got to say. No, no, no. No, no, no. You know what I want? I want a blushing noise marine to sing to me. Oh, God. I'm going to have to get a character here. I'm going to face away from the face away from the mic here for a second. I'm going to. Happy birthday, Nurgle Snurgle. <laughs> Oh, thank you. What's your name? Runs. <laughs> and, then, and that's where he asked his friends, do you think she liked it? <laughs> not actually, not ask the source, but ask the friends. <laughs> yeah. but thank you. Thank you to uh, you, Blushing Noise Marine. <laughs> no, no, you, like Laura, you. <laughs> <laughs> it means a lot to me and um, to anyone that wishes me a happy birthday thank you thank you thank you well with that I gotta gotta pull up the closing script now 
I've only said it 15 times at this point. Uh, well, thank you all for joining us. And don't forget to subscribe to Chaos Divided, both here and on Instagram and YouTube at Chaos Divided 40K. And you can find us both on social media at Nurgle underscore Snurgle and at Blushing Noise Marine. And it sounds like there's going to be a lot on Nurgle Snurgle's channel. So mm-hmm. make sure you don't miss anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> too, too cool for school. Oh, no. School until, is cool. School. <laughs> and until next time, bye-bye. Ciao for now. <laughs>